This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com. You're listening to the Sugarloafing Artscast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. Ko Mikaela Naimen toko ingoa. My name is Mikaela Naimen and I'm your host. Welcome. This show focuses on the arts and creativity in Taranaki and beyond. We aim to cover the diversity of arts from painting, literature, songwriting, theatre, pottery, poetry, sculpture and how the creative arts contribute to our community as well as our own sense of purpose and well-being. The Sugarloafing Artscast is generously supported by the Govet Brewster Art Gallery and Len Lai Centre. Stay tuned to find out more. And today I'm in beautiful Stratford at the Fenton Street Arts Collective with Joe Stallard. Hello, Joe. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Fenton Street. Thank you. And uh, we are in your fantastic studio mm-hmm. where there's just so many things going on. Yeah, what have you been up to lately? Actually, I haven't been in the studio a great deal, so I'm a wee bit behind in things. Um, I've been involved a lot this year in Shakespeare, so mm. the Shakespeare Festival. So 2023 was a big Shakespeare it Festival. Was, it was, especially after the, the 2021 and 2022 when we had COVID breaks and all sorts of things going on. So we've actually got a decent sort of festival had a decent festival in April, which was great and well supported. Over, I don't know, four and a half thousand people attended events. And wow! Yeah, I know it was great. <laughs> so two weeks of Shakespeare bliss. Yeah, yeah, no, it was great. So um, I got involved in that, and then um, I decided to—I don't know whether that was a good idea or not—to uh, put on a production. So we did *The Merry Wives of Windsor*, which was so much fun. Our biggest problem was finding. Uh, some male pa- male roles, male actors oh, really? for the roles. Yeah, we had real difficulty because a lot of them were involved in other things. Um, so, but Brian Vickery, good good man, came and came and helped us out, and he took on one of the lead roles, which was fantastic. And all the rest were um, mostly new to the stage. So we had a good time. We had a great time. It did feel like every time I was up in Stratford, there was someone who was dressed up in, mm. you know, full kind of mm. garb. So, yeah, it must have involved most of Stratford. Well, it, I think um, a lot of Stratford found it a little bit disconcerting because everybody thinks of Shakespeare as, you know, that horrible stuff you read at school out of a book. You know, really hard words, big metaphors and things. And so we're just trying to to encourage people to, to see, view Shakespeare as being fun. And he was. He was an entertainer. You know, they put on plays to entertain people. So that's what we're hoping we can do, just drive the Shakespeare Fest a little bit more in Stratford. It's its heritage, after mm. all, since the 1880. And you are going to put on uh, another show in 2024? Yes. Is it going to be in April again? The April Festival will be on again, another yep. 10 days or two weeks of, um, of Shakespeare things. Uh, or things associated with Shakespeare. And just on the quiet, we've been in discussion with Tobias Grant from the original Pop-Up Globe in Auckland, and they're bringing their company back together. So they've done a a short season in Kew Theatre in Auckland this year and are hoping to bring the Globe back. But I kind of tapped him on the shoulder and said, would you come down and do one for us in April? So 
not quite confirmed yet, but almost there. So hopefully we'll see him in April and the um, Pop-Up Globe Twelfth Night Production Company mm, oh, down fantastic. in Stratford. So, yeah, we're yeah. excited about it. I actually saw um, when they had... Um, some sort of big celebration of Shakespeare. I was in Vanuatu, mm-hmm. and the Globe Theatre came to Vanuatu and performed, which was did. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I just heard on the slide that um, Massey University in Palmerston North usually puts on Shakespeare in the Park there, and it's actually not going to happen. Oh, that's the Manawatu. Is that the Manawatu yes. group? Oh, that's a shame so, because you know it's great, and there were those summer season productions are wonderful, mm. wonderful. And I think they did Merry Wives last year, yeah. this year too, earlier yeah. in the year. Mm. Yeah. So, so no, so Shakespeare's been a big part of my year. I haven't done a huge amount of painting, but I've tried to support the Art Society, so I'm a committee member there, and um, so you always you know, try and support the committee by putting some works in yourself. And um, I'm also part of the King's Theatre Trust, so we're, we're just pushing in Stratford for the arts. Let's, let's yeah. make things happen here. You know, in the 80s when I grew up, it was a very much a dairying town, and, and that was all it was, you know. But um, we've got this wonderful, unique opportunity here now to, to make it a place you can stop and um, have a look at Shakespeare stuff and have a look at what the town's doing. Mm. So, yeah. You have a fabulous gallery here as mm. well, both at the Fenton Street uh, Art Gallery and you have the Percy Thompson mm. Gallery. So for a small town, you have a lot going on on the culture side. Yeah, we have, we have, and it's building, and it's a great place to um, come for a drive, and we get well supported by Harwater and New Plymouth and, and the surrounding areas. You know, you come to town for part of the day and you come to Fenton Street and may have something to eat and have a look at what's on and then pop round to the Percy Thompson and have a look at the, a gallery there. So we change over within probably two weeks, two or three weeks of each other. So, okay. you you know, you can see a new show here and a new show at the Percy Thompson, which, mm. which is really nice. So for those who don't uh, know very much about Fenton Street uh, Art Gallery and mm. the whole collective, can you give us a potted version of how come you started this? Okay. Well, originally, Stuart and I, um, who we both grew up here, and we decided that we, we've been travelling and we're doing lots of other things and a couple of businesses in the Bay of Plenty with Stuart's crazy brother. And we decided that we were looking for a building somewhere so we could start pursuing our sort of arts things ourselves. Didn't want to get to 80, of course, and decide that, you know, regret that I hadn't done something. So... We found this building, and it was uh, in about 2016, so we put in a crazy cheap bid, and the gentleman who owned it sort of said, oh, yeah, I suppose so, that's nice, all right, and so away we went. And originally it was supposed to be just a gallery with our studio upstairs, my studio upstairs, and we, we turned the top into an apartment, so we live here. And downstairs was a small gallery with a coffee machine in it, you come grab coffee and wander around and look at the gallery. But demand sort of increased and people said, oh, can we have something to eat? And then, oh, can we sit down? And so that's what's happened. We've sort of become a a kind of fully-fledged cafe and a gallery. And then Stuart decided, oh, what am I going to do with that back room? It's pretty cold and a bit dampish. Oh, let's make gin. So now we make Gin. So we had that third, which is a great thing. It's a third string to our bow, which has supported us all the way through COVID, you know, too. The gin kept us going. And Stuart's now decided to branch into whiskey. So he's got Fenton Street Gin and Fenton Street Whiskey. So that's just come out this, uh, he 
a bottle the first ones in October. So oh wow yeah. So when is um, that like how long does it take for that to mature or does it need to sit around? Well, it does. I mean, you you imagine whiskey and big huge big kegs yeah. in the back of big cabins somewhere, you know, eleven years, twelve years, thirty years. Well. You can make whiskey by using a smaller barrel because the barrel itself has a smaller surface area, so it matures more quickly. So I think his first barrels went down about nine months ago, and uh, just little barrels, surface area small, and he's made this really unique whiskey. So it's great. It's, it's fabulous, just something a little bit different. Which crazy. will hit the public yeah, yeah, when? Yeah. Well, it's on the shelves now, so people can come down to Fenton Street and not only try the gin, have a wonderful gin tasting with Stuart, but they can have a whiskey tasting with Stuart oh, so, too. Fabulous. Mm. Mm. All right, we will take a short uh, music break. And uh, you have picked The Theory of Everything, The Arrival of Birds. Mm. came from the movie... And it's it's a lovely, it's an instrumental, and when I'm painting, I'm either listening to Shakespeare podcasts or I'm listening to some sort of motivational music, and I find that really motivational. It's a lovely piece. And you can get an extended version that just keeps repeating, so, yeah, it's it's fab. It's really nice. You can keep in your groove. Yeah. (laughs)
Welcome back to Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. You're listening to the Sugarloafing Artscast and I'm your host Michaela Nyman. And we are grateful for the sponsorship by Govet Brewster Art Gallery and Lenlai Center for this show. And I'm in the studio of the lovely Joe Stallard in Stratford today at the Fenton Street Art Gallery. And um, yeah, collective and cafe and what else? Gin distillery Gin and now whiskey distillery. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and it's a great place. It's just some, something a little bit interesting. We have a bit of retail stuff too. So you can, you know, if you want to buy a gin and a couple of glasses to give as a gift, we can do that. So those kind of things are quite nice. Yeah. How do you find time for everything? It seems when you come in here, it's very... You know, an eclectic mix, but mm. it's very nice. It's tastefully done. Mm. And you have uh, yeah, all, all kinds of varieties of gifts. You have all these things on offer. How do you do everything well, like you do? <laughs> I think, I, well, I don't know. I procrastinate a lot. lot. Oh, really? I seem to think I procrastinate a lot. Um, well, we've got a lovely manager. Amelia's great. She, you know, she runs the place for us pretty much and um, puts up with Stuart and I being really eclectic and a bit, you know, oddball at times. Um, but she keeps everything together, so that's great. And I like to be busy. I think I just, uh, maybe I just get bored easily. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I can relate to that one. <laughs> um, but I like to do lots of different things, and most of them are creative things, so it's good. I paint, or if I get bored with that, or the paintings I'm getting frustrated with, I'll go off and do a bit of Shakespeare stuff. I'm currently um, reworking the script for our next Shakespeare production in, in April in, no, well I'll do it for June mid-year it's too mid-year. hard to get it done by mm. April because they're too busy sort of organising the actual festival but we're going to do the Taming of the Shrew a shortened version and the response to that Fletcher's Tamer Tamed so it's a kind of flip Petruchio and Kate in the first one and then in the second one Kate unfortunately has died but in the second one, um, Petruchio Maria, and Maria gets the better of Petruchio this time. So we thought it would just be a bit of a laugh to have those two done. And we'll just do them in plain English again, so rewrite them, rework them, rework the scripts. And, and who can uh, apply to come and uh, get a role? Yeah, well, anybody. We're looking for, for anybody keen to come and have a try. If you haven't tried um, theatre before, that's perfectly fine. We um, we give everybody a go, so yeah. Will yeah. you put out a notice? For I casting? will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get the scripts done, and that'll be sort of probably towards the end of January. Yep. So, um, an audition notice come out and and have a go. Great. And, and come and paint sets, or you know, do do stuff out backstage if you want to. Don't want to get on stage. It's, you know, it's great. It's really good. We get good support. We find a few people around here. I usually tap a few people on the shoulder. And they come along and they say, oh, I don't know if I can do this. But they they get there. We had a great time last time. (laughs) I'm sure it will be. And um, for um, the gallery space, Mm. you currently have um, three artists down there? We do. What I tend to do is the front gallery is usually the the current showing artists. And I I find people, they come to the gallery, we get talking, they've come for coffee or they've come to have a look upstairs, and we get chatting and I say, what do you do? And they say, oh, I'm a whatever I am, I'm a printmaker or I'm a potter or I'm a whatever. And I just sort of say, well, have you exhibited before? Oh, no, I don't think I've, I really don't want to. So, oh, come on, you've got a year to get organised here. I'll put you in here. So we're, we're booked a year ahead, and some of them are really experienced artists and others are less experienced. The current one we've got down there are the lovely Waterson family, who are local, and they're a creative family. Karen Paints, Tony's a fabulous woodturner, 
and um, Tash does her lovely sort of three-dimensional nude figure sculptures. So, we, you know, it's just interesting, and that's what we like. I think one when we first started out, it was 2019, 2020, we had um, Richard Hyde's uh, purpose-made guitars. He made them out of anything, you know, and we had them all in the gallery, and it was, oh, it was fab. I'm not um, particularly too, um, too much concerned with being a real official gallery. I like it to sort of reflect what people are doing out in the, in the um, artistic world out there. So um, we had lovely Lizzie Bear, who's a very good painter from Hawke's Bay in for the Arts, Arts and Garden Trail. And her works are huge and gorgeous, you know. So really eclectic, just a mix. And I just get talking to people, and if they want to come along and, and see me and talk to me and, about a, a gallery space, they're more than welcome. Just pop in and mm. we get chatting and away we go. Fabulous. Mm. And um, do you have to pay for the space? No. You take commission? No, we take a smallish commission, just for mostly for advertising and those sorts of things. But you know, being an artist myself, you, you know, you realise that it's really hard to make a living from art. So every little bit you get helps. So no, I don't have a charger hanging hanging fee or anything like that. And I just let the artists come in and say, right, this is your space. Hang them where you want to hang them and how you want to hang them. If I think they if they ask for advice, I'll give it. But generally, it's for the artists. And so, when that first six weeks of in the front gallery is finished, and the next artist comes in, we move down to the hallway or to other other rooms, or the overflow comes upstairs here, and people are welcome to come up and have a look. Mm. Oh, fabulous! Mm. So we try to give artists a reasonable length of time, six to twelve weeks worth of showing time. Yeah, you know? that's yeah. very lovely. Very generous. So all of you artists out there who haven't yet um, popped into Fenton Street Gallery and had a look at the art mm. and maybe feel like maybe it could be you next time, have a chat yeah, to Joe. Absolutely. But yeah. the waiting list is about a year. So it is. <laughs> you have time to make your art. <laughs> but that's okay too. Come yes. in and book in. Book yes. in for, you know, and that gives you a chance to get a series going for a year. Motivation yeah. to work mm. towards something. Realise something yeah. that you have yeah. maybe had in mind. Mm. And the other thing we do is I just say if you're not sure about doing it on your own, then collaborate with another couple of friends or a couple of artists' friends and do a group showing. All works. Fabulous. Mm. Okay. On that note, we'll take another music break. And you had the chosen lamb, Gorecki, What Makes uh, Us Human. Mm. Mm, it's a great song. I don't know, in, in light of the world, I mean, what is being human at the minute? It's such a horrible thing going on overseas. You know, the the conflict and the... Um, well, conflict everywhere, even here, you know. People being unkind to other people. What are we? We're human beings. We're all human beings. doesn't matter what colour, age, size, religious bent... You know, mm. so that's yeah, absolutely yeah. Mm-hmm. okay. Lamb Gorecki, what makes us human? If I should die this very moment, I wouldn't feel for I've never known completeness. breath of you still my heart this moment
Welcome back to Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. You're listening to the Sugarloafing Artscast and I'm your host, Michaela Nyman. And we are grateful for the sponsorship by Covet Brewster Art Gallery and Lenlai Center for this show. And I'm in Stratford today talking to Joe Stallard at the Fenton Street Art Gallery and Collective and Distillery and so many other things. <laughs> <laughs> and the Shakespeare, home of Shakespeare, it seems to. Yes. So, Joe, you started out as in art history and portraiture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I still, and I seem to be fixated on people. I mean, I've painted the odd landscape, but I'm, I'm people I'm more interested in. So I'm always drawn to them. As you can see around you, we've got lots and lots of, um, yeah, images of people and people doing things. And I, mm, I think maybe also I, I did classical studies as a part of my degree as well, and. You know, you, all the time, the figure, nude figure, the bodies, the interaction, movement, all those kind of things. So, yeah, it's part of my psyche now, I think. So that's what I do. I do, yeah, I do portrait commissions, but mm, I love doing my own stuff as well. Just getting getting up here in my studio and just painting, it's lovely. You just forget the world, just do your own thing. Some yeah. gorgeous portraits. And there are some that um, look like... They haven't been finished, but actually I really like the unfinished state of them. I, oh, yeah, I did too. About, a, about two years ago, 18 months ago, I just sort of thought, you know, because I, I paint um, using underpainting, a grisé, or the um, what they call the dead layer painting, so that's mm. painting in tonal values of grey, and that underpainting is beautiful. I love that, and I sort of got into the sort of not finishing. I liked working in the grayscale. It was, it was just as lovely as... Is working and putting the glazes over the top. So so I work in a bit both ways. So, um, yeah, I think perhaps because I see things tonally, whereas a lot of artists might work, you know, they see line or they might see colour, I see tone, yeah, tone values, so mm. oh, light and dark, oh, which is I, great. I wish I could... Um take your glasses <laughs> I'm definitely more l- line but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. tone yeah. is uh, yeah. tricky at times mm. especially if you don't have a clear kind of light and dark mm. but you're in that middle space yeah. which is yeah. just a lot of greys yeah. that's yeah. right but I can you know I've got a couple of ladies who come up from who are coming up from Monganui are working on a couple of piece, a piece of work each and I just said to them you can we can it's just a matter of training ourselves to see to look to see and so there are strategies. I had a little girl come in. She'd never painted before. She was interested in painting. I said, right, well, bring a picture of yourself. So that's what we did. And um, we used a grid. So gridded her photograph and then gridded onto her canvas. And then she drew in to get things in the right space. And I still grid too. I mean, Leonardo used it. Not that I'm in. Yeah. But, <laughs> but gridding works because especially when you're doing portrait commissions, you need to make sure it looks like the person that you're doing. I mean, as much as I'd love to put my own twist or spin on a, a portrait, it's generally what the person, you know, who brings the photograph wants. And she did. She got in there and she we, we went through how to look for tone and look for the light and dark and then how that colour, light and dark, can work. So that's her little portrait at the back there. It's a great little portrait. She's Fabulous. Um, yeah, for a little girl never painted before. I thought, oh, that's okay, that's okay. And so these two ladies are doing the same thing. They're painting their grandchildren and uh, having a great time. So they're learning how to paint the underpainting, look for tonal value and then... Next time they come up, they'll we'll start putting the colour layers on the top. But what tricks do you have for looking for tonal value? Do you ever do like um, posterise in um, a software program to 
you can do that. You can yeah. do that. So you get your photograph and then just really push the, the contrast and then you'll work out, ah, oh, there's the dark side and here's the light side and I can find those, you know, put those shapes in and then and then work from there. So, yeah, it is, it's, it's just, yeah, just as easy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Starting to train your eye. Mm, absolutely, mm. absolutely. And, of course, we do life drawing, or we have done life drawing here um, on a Sunday afternoon from 3 to 5. Uh, we've currently finished now and we'll start again. And it's great. You get a live model who comes in, and creative communities are wonderful because they fund our model. And I just provide the space, and we have a core group of of life drawers. Quite a few of them come from New Plymouth or Harwater or around, and then we just sit for two hours and do life drawing exercises. If someone wants a particular pose, they can request that pose. Um, And we've got some lovely life models, so away we go. That's what we do. And, of course, for any artist who paints figures, and doing life drawing is such a wonderful, wonderful, you know, exercise. It is. It and is. even if you're not not wanting to draw, you just come and do two hours worth of quiet meditation from the world. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah, always this kind of sadness when you've had a break, a longish break yeah. in life drawing, and you get back into it, and it's like, oh, you remember what you were able to do, but oh. the kind of eye-hand coordination yeah. doesn't work that well. Well, don't worry, we do with. lots of silly exercises that make it all come back. Yeah, we have a great time with that. Yeah, so it's good fun. And we, I actually use a couple of those for our... When Stuart does gin tastings, and we have... Groups like there might be businesses come and they have a bit of a, a get-together. So what we do is offer them gin tasting. And then I do like a 15 to 20-minute art exercise. And we do some of those funny, silly exercises that we do to create portraits. You know, left-hand drawing or contour drawing and not looking and all sorts of crazy stuff. So just a bit of fun. Always helps if they've had the gin first. <laughs> Freeze everybody up from that. Oh, I can't draw. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, so um, what else uh, do you do here? You you do work as a framer, or do you restore things as well? Because uh, well, I a lot do, of... I do, I do some things. We had, um, we're just looking at a little um, a plaster round drill that came with the building. When we bought the building, of course, it was built in 1919 and it had a lovely plaster. Um, some plaster work down one of the old hallways and in the boardroom, which is now currently our bedroom. Lovely plaster work. So mm. those in the ceiling, the yes, round yeah, decorative ceiling ones. rows. Yeah. Mm. So um, I've had this one sitting here since we bought the building back in 2016, and just haven't got to it. The others I've repaired, and we're, they're actually, you know, our light ceiling roses, which are great. But this one with its little putty faces and um, bits and pieces, a little, you know, um, the floral work. It just needs a little bit of repair. And uh, so I thought I'd better dig it out, considering underneath my table there are so many boxes now. I thought I'd better get it out before it gets damaged. And I'll, I'll spend a little bit of time finally getting that one tidy and, and putting it up. So just yeah, grab about the plaster of Paris and repair the, repair the holes and the bits and put it together. Because there's no one who repairs those kinds of things anymore. Well, funnily enough, Amelia, our manager, her dad is a plasterer, and he's, but he's placed in um, Dunedin, Mosgill Way. So I could send it down there, but no, I think I can manage myself. It's not too badly damaged. It's just a little bit around the edges. I think people think they can't do things, but really, you know, you Mm. can. You can. But originally, they must have had some kind of mould that they moulded it, didn't they? So maybe find another mould or make one. one. Yes, scent is missing, but we can can do something like that and fix the edge. It'll be beautiful when it's cleaned up. Mm. I'm sure it will. So, 
I'm looking at an intriguing list here of uh, some musical pieces that Joe likes to listen to. And uh, <laughs> we have Agnes Abel. Yeah, just kind of really quirky, sort of, um, it's not it's not too heavy. It's almost uh, like folk, but not. Um, she's Scandinavian, so she's um, you've got a really interesting sound and just quiet and, yeah, just motivates those neurons in my head somehow, her voice. So, yeah. Can't wait to hear Agnes mm. Abel. Mm. Familiar. Cause your blood's running cold, sad, 
Welcome back to Sugarloafing Artscast. You're listening to Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM and I'm your host Michaela Nyman. And we are grateful for the sponsorship by Govet Brewster Art Gallery and Lenlai Center for this show. And I'm in Stratford with Joe Stallard at the Fenton Street Art Collective and Gallery and Cafe. And uh, we are talking about all kinds of things that are happening in Stratford and there will be mm-hmm. more Shakespeare in 2024. Mm-hmm. There will be a play mm-hmm. as well in June. And uh, of course, there's lots of art happening here as mm-hmm. well. So anyone who's interested in uh, exhibiting their art at the Fenton Street Art uh, Gallery can get in touch with Joe. There's a lead-in time of maybe a year or so, but that mm. will give you time to come up with something really cool and special that Absolutely. fits the space. Absolutely. Mm. So tell me a bit more about your work then. So you started out in art history and with portraiture. You have also taught. So, yeah, I was uh, my degree's in art history from Christchurch, um, Canterbury University, and I have always painted but ended up as a secondary school teacher, most, teaching mostly English and art history and classical studies, and then moved into drama, of course, um, and spent 25 years teaching in most Taranaki schools, and um, some had a stint in England as well. And then, yeah, always been interested in painting. Um, I think I did my first one when I was about eight. My mother, my mother was a, a very active relaxer, so she painted, she did copper work, we always had we were always doing something. She said I think she you know, that kind of concept of, you know, idle hands was was something she took to heart. So if we weren't doing something then we were either weeding the big vegetable garden or hoeing thistles or painting fence posts or something. So so we did lots of things, lots of things. And grew up in a country school, so you know, we did sand sauces and soap carvings and all those things you did on your calf day. And that sort of stuff. So I've always done it. Um, I love that active relaxer. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was, she was always doing something. Um, she did, she was a great rock hound. We all grew up with our necks bent, you know, looking at whatever was in the ground wherever we went on holiday. Um, dad packed us up. Mum and dad packed us up in a caravan, and there were three girls in our family, and we were all allowed to take a friend. So there were six girls, mum and dad, and dad was treated treated like a king. He'd had to do nothing. He had all these women running around after him when we went on holiday. As a farmer, he had ten days holiday in the, in the summertime, and and so we packed up a caravan and we went north, and we went and saw museums, we saw art galleries, we saw all those sorts of things. So mum mum really pushed yeah for mm. us to be. Um, Creative and and funnily enough, we all ended up in really interesting. We all ended up teaching, of course, sharing, you know, sharing and teaching with people. Um, so, and we've all carried on and done that. Um, my younger sister, unfortunately, she died um, in 2016, but she was um, she was a instructor of the big drive. She drove the big mining trucks, oh, and really? the, the gold mining trucks in Australia. And so she ended up teaching people to drive those trucks. So that was her job. So, and my older sister, of course, is a secondary school teacher and has been for you know donkeys. So um, we've all ended up sharing this love of knowledge and love of learning. And, and um, yeah, so, yeah, art yeah. and creativity yeah, has been absolutely. an important part of yeah. it. Well, Sue Sue creates all the costumes for our Shakespeare festival. So she's a wonderful wonderful costume lady. Yeah, so she loves doing that too. That's her creative outlet. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 
and your commissions. So you still take commissions and you find time somehow to mm. do that. Mm. How does it work when people contact you? Do they know you already or do they um, realize that you're a portrait painter and they come in and want to see what you've done and kind of if you're the right fit? Yeah, How does sometimes it work? like that, a little bit like that. But again, if people come visiting, they'll come upstairs, have a look around. Oh, what do you do? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I paint people, whatever you like. I have quite a lot of grandparents come to me with their pictures of their grandchildren. So they're kind of like a, a gift. Um, so I do quite a few grandchildren. I do the odd, uh, I had a lady come in, her parents had died, um, you know, one and then the other. And then she's, after a couple of years, she decided that she'd really like a picture of her, her parents. So I did that. And she said, could you put them walking on the walkway? So she, I did that, put them on the, on the walkway. So that's how she remembered them. So there are lots of ways. People, I just get talking or someone we might recommend you know, me, um, I do the same thing here. A lady, couple of lady key ladies came in and said, oh, our dog died. Oh, very sad. Do you do portraits of dogs? I said, uh, <laughs> no, not really, but I can give you the name of a fabulous lady who does them. I'll give you Michelle's name. Michelle does wonderful animal portraits. So she does. Michelle Rollins does. She's great. Um, yeah, so, yeah, no, not, not animals, but... You know, I mean, I would if I really had to, if someone really insisted, but no, generally people, yeah. You, you don't have people sitting for you? Um, I can do. Um, Owen, I did, um, a young man when I first came back to Taranaki, and he was working across the road. Um, and I just sort of said to him, I'm going to do some painting, I'm getting back into it again after a wee while out, would you come and sit for me? And he said, yeah, sure. He was a former student, actually. And he came, and he turned up, and he came with all his reenactment gear. And I thought, okay, we'll run with that. We'll run with that. That's okay. Chang Mail is a real beggar to paint, I might add. But he did. He came and, and uh, sat for me, and it was great. We did two or three sessions, um, you know, preliminary drawings, and then a few photographs, and then away we went. It was great. So this is the painting of a knight in full armour. <laughs> <laughs> Owen's lovely. He's part of uh, the... The group of really good vendors that come to the um, Baldrick's Big Day Out that we have, and it's the culmination of our festival at the, mm. at the um, Stratford Racing Club. So, yeah, la unfortunately last year he couldn't come; he was unwell. But he's a great supporter of it, and he comes dressed in all his gear. So it's mm. great. His partner Hannah. What's the the difference between painting from a photograph and uh, real life, apart from? The person moving around. <laughs> um, I think somehow you get a, more, a greater sense of their vitality, their life force, if, if you will. You pick up that up as a, as a person. Um, when you come work from a photograph, you you don't really always know the person, and you can ask about what they, they were interested in and what they did and how all that sort of thing. But if you meet them, you make a connection with them, mm. and then that connection helps you create. How else do you know what what they're into? Do you kind of interview them and ask them? A bit? Yeah, you ask yeah. people about them. You um, like the lady with the parents. What were her parents really interested in? And I mean, she'd found a lovely photograph that showed that they were very caring towards each other. Just the looks on their faces was lovely. Um, but at the same time, you still don't know them. You know, no. you have to make you have to interpret what and who they are. So, so generally, that's probably the the difference between working with a live model and working mm. with a yeah a photograph. And what's the most challenging part for you? Um, finishing. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, no. well, that no, explains it. <laughs> I know, I do. I do finish stuff. Um, with commissions, I do. Um, 
probably for most artists is knowing when to stop. Yes. Just knowing when to stop. When have I done enough? You know? I've always wondered that mm. part. And, and then mm. you do just a little bit too much and you wish you could go back. Yeah. But you yeah. can probably. I can. With yeah. oil, that's the advantage of oil painting. Yeah. Or using oils, you get a, a longer drying time so that if you make a mistake or if you want to go over something, you can... Although the mediums now with acrylic, uh, you know, you can put retardant in and you can paint over and do mm. lots of things like that. But I've always painted with oils. I just... It's, it's what I like to do. Can't do watercolours for nuts. You make a mistake in that one and you go on. I so admire watercolour painters. They're incredible. They're just yep. so talented. Just to know where you leave the light. <laughs> that Absolutely. you don't paint over everything well, too much. Well, yeah. that's it. You work in reverse. With yeah. oil, where, you know, watercolours paint, leave their lights first, whereas with, you know, your oil painting, you start with your darks and work, work to your lights. So, mm. so I guess it's just what you know and how you know and... I do sometimes wonder whether I should attend a few more workshops and really push my boundaries and, and work in other fields. But, oh, I don't know. I like oil painting. Yeah. So how do you fill your cup then? Where do you get uh, the new input and inspiration you need? I read a lot. Um, so, yeah, I read, uh, lots of ideas just come from reading. And they'll trigger ideas from, I don't know, my studies in the past or someone will talk about something. Um, Stuart and I talk about a lot of stuff. Yeah, re reading mostly at Shakespeare. Of course, I love Shakespeare. Which in Shakespeare, I can, yeah, we do that. So, and I might see something in a magazine. Um, just something triggers mm. something in my brain. Away I go. Yeah. And you yeah. manage to keep away from social media? Oh yes, I really. You know, I I have got a Facebook page, but I just think I've just left it alone. And I have got a website ready to go, but I just decided no. Nah, I don't. I've got enough going on now, and and um, you know, I meet enough people without mm. having to worry too much about uh, pushing anything else too much. So, how do people find you? Where can people find your work and have a look? Um, mostly here. I do exhibit at the Percy Thompson. Um, I'm currently working up a piece for the Adams Portrait, New Zealand Adams. I haven't been in for three years now. I was now. wondering about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So oh, I'm just working up a couple of por uh, portraits for that one. I just haven't entered for quite a few years. Parkin, I didn't enter last year either, but I, you know, just I do it when I'm busy. Yeah, so um, and I've just when I feel like I've got something to put into something, I don't do a lot of competitions. I'm not a great competition no, enterer. No, I'm not a, a great competition no. enterer yeah, either. No, no, I feel if if you're passionate enough about what you're doing and you believe in your own things, someone else will recognise that when when it suits them. You know, so if someone comes and sees something in your studio. They love it, and that's that's what they want. So how do you think about um, something like the Adam Portraiture competition? What kind of thinking needs uh, and planning needs to go into it? Well, it's it's a really interesting... Like the, I think it's just sometimes you find um, a portrait that you someone's image strikes you. For me, that's how it happens. I mean, some people enter religiously every year. Um, but you just never know. You you got to know who your judges are. Yeah. Sometimes it's Always. a case of of like you know find out who the judges are and paint and that stuff. Mm, I really don't like doing that too much. I paint what I like and put it in. And if someone likes it, then that's great. And if they don't, it doesn't matter. And um, are there certain themes that they have or they don't? And are there hmm. trends like? Oh, I think there are. Yeah, I think there, there are. are sometimes, especially the parkin and the parkin um, drawing award is really 
broad anything it's well, making printmaking yes year. make mm. make a mark make yeah. a mark and mark making is is basically the the premise that's it making any mark however you like so um yeah sometimes it can be very traditional and other years i mean the typewriter incident in the previous year a couple of years ago that kind of sparked a a lot of controversy um but and again depends on who your judge is depends on the mood yeah what's happening in the mm. art world and do you have to ask for permission from the person who you painted you do yep. for the atoms you have to make sure that you've got their permission so um which is great has there ever been anyone saying no 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 <laughs> most people like their portraits painted i think <laughs> <laughs> Very lovely. Well, we are going to listen to the Pachelbel. Oh, yep. Yep. The Canon in D Mm -hmm. um, before we finish. But um, thank you so much for taking a bit of time to meet me in your busy life. That's quite all right. And lovely to see your studio. You have some amazing stuff going on. And all the best for all the Shakespeare events and the gin testing and the whiskey testing and, uh, yeah, the exhibitions you have on Absolutely. Absolutely. We can try and taste some gin now if you really wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) We'll cut that one out. (laughs) Thanks very much. It's great. It's nice just talking to people about art and there's nothing nicer. Mm, Absolutely. Spread the love. Absolutely. Thank you.
Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Sugarloafing Artscast on 104.4 FM. My name is Michaela Nyman and you can contact me with feedback and ideas for shows at Access Radio Taranaki or email me on community at accessradiotaranaki.com. You can check out the artists, guests and their fabulous work on our Sugarloafing Facebook page and Instagram. To listen to previous episodes of the show, go to accessradiotaranaki.com and search us up under current shows. The Sugarloafing Artscast was made possible with the support of Govet Brewster Art Gallery and the Len Lai Center. Until next week. This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand on air. To find more local content, go to our website accessradiotaranaki.com.